Welcome to a new edition of the Neon Jazz Interview Series with New York City jazz bassist Craig Aiken on the 2023 CD, Me, My Bass, and I. He began playing professionally while in college and he completed his music education degree in 1997. He's played on over 5,000 gigs of everything imaginable and has been featured on 100-plus albums. About 99.97% of his activity has been as a hired sideman to accompany others. At 50 years old in 2023, he finally releases an album with his own name on it. We talk about this new project, his Kansas City roots, life in the post-pandemic America, and so much more enjoy so craig the last time we we caught up was in 2016 and we got a really good expose on your years in kansas city and now in new york so we're going to pick up the conversation in a brand new post-pandemic era so what i would like to ask you first is how did you survive covid as a jazz musician the community went through a lot of fluctuations and how has it changed the way that you do things now yes uh, i survived by um, recording a lot from home uh, for people all over the world, I'm on a couple of different platforms in which um, they're like databases of of musicians who can record from home, and so other people will contact me through those platforms, and I will um, you know record onto their projects, and so I did a lot of that. I was already doing that quite a bit <clears throat> over the years. But that just escalated during COVID because everybody's home and working on their stuff, including me. So that was one way. And um, I did a lot of live stream shows from my living room with my wife. And um, so she kind of uh, tapped into her fan base and connected with them through live streams. And so I would help her with those. I would play on those and I would also kind of run the technical side of things. So we did that quite a bit, and and, and then bicycling. I, I got really more, much more deeper into biking during the COVID, and uh, so I, I got in like just probably a couple thousand miles during 2020, and uh, I got get in another another couple thousand maybe in 2021. So that was um, that was really good for my peace of mind. So now, how how's it how's it changed? Post pandemic, uh, I don't know that it really has because I'm back playing four or five gigs a week in the city or around or anywhere in the Northeast for that matter. And I'm still recording from home, but I was doing that pre pandemic. So I don't really know. It seems like I'm back to where I was. Yeah. Well, and I think. We're all in PTSD, so there's a part of us that doesn't want to go back to even thinking about what was going on during that time period. Now, I know there was a lot of silver linings, and no one is by any means cheapening how catastrophic it was. But I think at the end of the day, slowing down, refocusing, new projects, just kind of taking a breath, because I think everybody was running so hard. Everybody does run so hard all the time, so it kind of gave us a pause. Yeah, I know. I noticed that and when everything stopped, it was sort of a big relief in a way because we'd been going and going in the city uh, for many years and the grind is just uh, constant and the buzz is constantly over you. And so that all came to a stop and it was kind of a relief to try to figure out like what, what to do with all this time now. And And there's also a part of me that's, you know, when 
like pre-pandemic, uh, the, there's an element of like out of sight, out of mind, you know, in the, in the scene. So it's like, I always kind of had this little pressure to kind of get out there. And even when I'm not playing gigs, but like to get out there and, and network and be social. And so it's exhausting really, you know? And so the pandemic kind of brought that all to a halt. Like everybody's equal yeah. now. Nobody's out there hustling more than anybody else, you know? So it was, yeah, a little bit of a silver lining. And um, I guess one thing that did change for me is I had time to make this solo recording. Um, I never really would have done that before. And now I have that to sort of like to pedal or to, you know, <laughs> to, to, to get out in the world like we are right now today. So I guess that's the, that's a natural lead in is this album was an outgrowth of that time period. So talk to me a little bit about just overall how it feels in this era where you can perform live to have a new album. It really showcases you. Talk to me about how it kind of came about and how you put it together. Yeah, um, well, I'd been recording for people, you know, like I said, for a long time, especially during the pandemic. And then I just kind of, there was a part of me that wanted to do my own thing and and for many years I've been making like YouTube videos of just solo bass, just an idea I had in my head. And so the pandemic, I started recording my own ideas and my own tunes. And then I had a collection of them and I thought, well, what am I going to do with this material? And my wife said, well, why don't you put out an album? And I said, Oh, okay. Wow. I never thought of that. <laughs> like, and so here we are. So talk to me a little bit about, just kind of as the year goes forward in promoting this album and getting it out there, what's kind of the plan and how exciting is it to be able to do that now? I don't have any kind of a plan to like do any kind of shows uh, with this material. It's just not, I'm not interested in it. Um, and two of the tunes anyway on the record are, are multi-tracked. So I've recorded against myself and so that would be really challenging to try to do live with a looping pedal or whatever. So, right. Um, so it was mostly just a documentation uh, purposes for me. But then I, you know, I was encouraged to go ahead and do um, a, a fundraising campaign for the album, and that was successful. And then I, and then I was able to hire a, um, a publicist. And so that's kind of still, we're still going on with that. Probably will for the, the rest of the year. And yeah, but it was mostly just to document some of these ideas I've had in my head and my hands all these years and, and just uh, like really get it out. So you represent, you know, kind of an idea in jazz of moving on, obviously, to the Mecca, which is New York. Do you ever think about Kansas City, what your life would have been like if you would have stayed here? Does that ever go through your mind? Yeah, all the time. <laughs> all, all the time. I mean, I I can't I can't even get I can't move away from that actually. So, yeah, I think about it. Yeah, all the time and uh I'm glad I did what I did. So, uh you know, but there's a part of me that thinks like, eh, what if I move back, <laughs> you know? Like get get out of get out of the the grind of the uh, concrete jungle, you know. Um I've been here 16 years now, and uh, so I think, you know, like, oh, maybe you want to end up somewhere that's a little more, 
a little more quiet and, and, and slower paced, you know? So I think yeah. about KC and I think about other cities and I have my wife to, to think about too, as far as that goes. And yeah, but yeah, I mean, it, my time there was so, so incredible. I mean, I had just, I was given so many opportunities to hone the, the craft of playing bass, you know, and like to, to just to, to develop my foundation um, in my skills and it was, it was an incredible experience there and um, yeah I, I'm just so thankful for everybody there that gave me opportunities and so it's, it's been really fun to, to just stay connected with as many of them as I, as I can you know, with the help of social media yeah for sure so being firmly entrenched in the mecca of jazz of New York 16 years what do you like the best about it what is the best part of waking up every day in such a flush scene and living in New York? Um, yeah, a lot of things. Uh, the, the diversity of, of music here is, is crazy good. Um, there's, there's, there's a scene for like <laughs> so many different kinds of music from all over the world. And if you dig deep enough, you can, you can tap into those you know, if it's really resonating with your heart or you, so I've been, I've been doing that forever. I never really wanted to put all my musical eggs in one basket. Um, so New York is a perfect place for me. So, um, now, uh, my, my weeks and my months are just a big melting pot of like, of blues gigs, like traditional blues and, and some pop gigs here and there, a lot of jazz gigs, like like always before. And then, uh, you know, I'm in the bluegrass scene now. So I play with some of those guys and some of those bands. And, you know, so it's just like, yeah, I love it. And it can, it can be overwhelming, though, too, like trying to learn and stay on top of all the material. And because every scene has their own standards, you know? yeah. every music genre has their standards. So I'm always like trying to play catch up with everybody's standards. But uh, that's, that's super exciting. <clears throat> and just like culturally, it's it's super diverse. And, and um, man, it's like there's no end to like the inspiration and and motivation and uh, you know the so many musicians here on the scene are very proactive they're coming from all over the world and they have to make the best of their experience you know and so they're very proactive with with what they do and, and getting getting their product out there in the world and it's just really inspiring and challenging so uh oh, I think my earbud died. Oh, okay, <laughs> you're okay. <laughs> it still sounds okay. Yeah, yeah, you're, yeah, you're good. So, okay, good. Um, yeah, so I just I never know from like week to week or month to month like what kind of things are going to pop up into my orbit, you know, and and kind of send me down a different path of of musicians or a, a different scene to be involved in is like, there's, there's really no end to meeting new people here. Super inspiring. 
So, you know, the one thing that I, I personally experienced during this pandemic interviewing a lot of musicians was that a lot of people were leaving New York. I mean, there was just an affordability issue. There was a logistics issue. So now that the dust has settled, it seems as though there's kind of a resounding notion that the community is as strong, if not stronger than it was before. What's what's your take being in New York? How strong is the jazz community? Yeah, there's always people coming in and come and leaving, you know, it's, it's, it's impossible to keep up with like everybody here that's playing in the scene. Um, you know, the, the clubs close, but there's also ones that open up and it's just a never ending cycle of that, you know, so I, I'm not really an authority on the, on the overall state of the, just the jazz scene in New York. Um, Cause I'm not absorbed in it hundred percent of my life. Yeah. Um, Cause like I said, I like branching out into many sure. different things, but um, you know, I think it's always going to be somewhat healthy because like there's plenty of universities here that bring in new students from everywhere. And there's just like countless jam sessions and countless gigs to be had every night of the year. And there's always going to be those. So it's just, I think it's hard to like put a, put a meter on, you know, the, the, the state of the scene or whatever, you know? Um, sure. You know. No, I, that, that, that makes sense. That makes total <laughs> sense. So yeah. if anyone out there wants to pick up me, my bass and I, Where's the best place to go and to find out anything about you and what's going on? Yeah, um, my Bandcamp page is like kind of the hub right now. Sure. Uh, it's it's uh, craigaiken.bandcamp.com. And uh, also my, just my website, craigaiken.com. Those those two are, are like good good point places. Yeah. Right on. Yeah, yeah well, Bandcamp band is where it's at right yeah, now. That, that's, what I'm, that, that's what I'm going for. Yeah, Bandcamp yeah. is the ideal place. It, it, I think it gives back the most to uh, the musician. Craig, it's great to catch up with you. Thank you for taking a minute out. Best of luck with the album. And as the year moves forward and, you know, everything kind of opens up a little more. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate um, the opportunity to talk with you today. Thanks for listening and tuning in to another Neon Jazz interview, where we give you a bit of insight into the finest players and minds in Kansas City, New York City, and spots all over the world giving fans all that jazz. Thanks to Craig for his time, energy, and cool. If you want to hear more Neon Jazz interviews, you can find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. And you can subscribe to us at YouTube. And for everything Neon Jazz, go to the neonjazz.blogspot.com. Until next time, enjoy the jazz, my friends. Neon Jazz.